Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to I Believe in You, a Dummy's Guide to Knowledge. I'm Karen, a model and mental health advocate who is hoping to change the world one podcast at a time. And hello, my name is Patrick, and due to several class action lawsuits across the contiguous United States, I am now legally required to tell you that Greek yogurt does not, quote, cure anxiety. I wish. Honestly. Can you imagine? I've been anxiety-free since 93. I have I consume an unhealthy amount of Greek yogurt, so I should be the chillest person on earth by that logic. <laughs> well, if you're looking to be even more chill considering that you know the greek yogurt doesn't work <laughs> have you <laughs> have you ever thought about switching up your sleepy time hygiene with some cold showers i don't know how i feel about the fact that we're whispering the sleepy time <laughs> hygiene but i have uh i have I am a, a creature of comfort and, like, satisfaction, and I doubt there's anything that anyone could say to get me to give up my warm nighttime shower that th is then <laughs> followed immediately by jumping into the bed under the nice warm comforter. Patrick, Patrick, can I tell you about my sleepy time hygiene? Yes, please tell me about your, and let me get in on this fully work. Sleepy time hygiene. <laughs> So first if, of all, my oh sorry, go on. If if we haven't lost all listeners by now, hello <laughs> to everyone else who's into that type of ASMR. Oh yes, oh <laughs> ASMR, yes. Welcome, welcome everyone who has made it to minute three of this podcast. Um, <laughs> so sleep hygiene, huge topic right now, super popular. My partner says I suck at it. Actually, even today, he's like, "What are you talking about tonight on the podcast?" And I'm like, "Sleep, <laughs> sleep hygiene." He's like, "Oh really?" Like because you effing suck at that and okay I'm like, well, i i how how if as long as you like i don't know shorthand bathe and like get the grime off the day can you really be bad at nighttime hygiene no see this is different i think by scientific definition i'm making this up <laughs> 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 sleep hygiene is a super popular term like this is not about um well i guess in a way it could be like the bare essentials but it's more so just how to how to set yourself up for the most success when it comes to sleep because a lot of us have trouble with sleep right i Myself know included. that's true and 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 do, do you struggle with your sleep on average i get anywhere between three and nine hours of sleep a night uh, it depends on how my day went, how my day is going to go, how much I'm thinking about, how much I think I might think about. Did I run that night? Did I eat that oh, night? Wow. Is it a day that ends in why? Did I actually have alcohol the night before? Am I going to have alcohol <laughs> the day after? I don't know. It's, it's a wild shot. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever heard about the benefits of taking a cold shower? I keep he okay. I keep hearing benefits about cold shower. Like, yeah, you just get a cold shower and you save water because you're in there for less time. I'm like, okay, duh. <laughs> okay, I've never heard but, of that before. I mean, that would just no. make sense. Listen, there are so many benefits to taking a cold shower. Like, it calms itchy skin. Okay, it okay. increases circulation, reduces muscle soreness post workout. Potentially, huge potentially, asterisk boosting weight loss. Uh, and helps with just like anxiety. How? Okay, so cold shower is what everyone wants yogurt to be. Got it. But <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. 
How does a cold shower improve circulation? Your blood is inside your body. The water is outside your body. Well, I'm going to Google it, so Joel, <laughs> you can... <laughs> Joel, Joel, give me a minute. <laughs> we got a Google race going. Let's see. Increased, oh, are you doing it too? Okay, okay, okay. Increased circulation <laughs> is one of the top reasons experts recommend cold showers. But why? As cold water hits your body and external limbs, it constricts circulation on the surface of your body. This causes blood in your deeper tissues to circulate at faster rates to maintain ideal body temperature. So you're just you're just literally making yourself cold, and your body's like, better get more blood going. So it's not like. It's, wait, no, that doesn't sound like a benefit. That sounds like you're causing your body to do, okay. like, survival instincts. No, 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 because look, 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 look. So this is about uh, immune, like, your immune response, how it helps your immune system. Scientific studies have found that taking a cold shower increases the amount of white blood cells in your body. These blood cells protect your body against diseases. Okay, but... And it makes sense on the side of like, oh, you know, the, the cold and then the heat um, as far as muscle soreness from working out. Um, uh, I think that's the only thing I can relate to because I think as far as like nighttime rituals go, the only nighttime ritual I actually have is I always go for a run about an hour or two before I actually go to sleep. But That's good. Well, then you should follow up that run with a cold shower. But see, I I usually follow it up with a hot bath. <laughs> this is something I think that we can agree on is that so or or rather it's BS. So it says that it also increases your willpower, and the explanation behind this <laughs> is that it, listen, it it, <laughs> it takes. <laughs> It takes a strong mind to endure the cold for extended periods of time. And all I have to say to this is what? that it takes a strong mind to endure the past year of our lives. So I think we don't need any more willpower. I'm sorry. What? Is there a scientific study literally saying that we did research and saying that people who take more cold showers are stronger of will and not, I don't know, insane or like lacking surface temperature sensations? Like, wh what? What? I heard the military does it. I'm making that That's up. That's brainwashing. I'm making, it up. I'm, making it, I'm making it up. Yeah, and then on top of all that, like you didn't need enough motivation to take a cold shower. Um. Oof. <laughs> well, actually, I I was going to say it it has a higher level of alertness, but if you're going to sleep, we don't want that. Yeah. So like. I can't imagine, now I can imagine taking a cold shower in the morning, because if I were to take a cold shower in the morning, I'd be like up, out, ready to go, but this isn't about the morning, this is at nighttime. This is about that yes, this is sensational about, nighttime. You know, we, we all know about putting your phone down, not looking at blue light, you know, all, <laughs> all of this stuff, which is so important, you know. Cold okay. shower apparently is one of those things. Okay, so be honest. Uh, On average, between the time that you put your phone down and the time that you are actually in bed, because I've also heard the same, uh, the same time frame that uh, 
you should have an X amount of time between looking at the, your phone screen and then just laying down in bed. On average, how much time do you think is actually in between putting your phone down and laying down in bed? Well, because I'm bipolar, it's only appropriate I give you two answers. Go for it. One is that when I'm like, la-di-da, life is great, then, you know, I could be out within like 30 minutes. But if I'm like, oh, no, life is not great. <laughs> Which really, that's kind of just been the theme for the past, I don't know, 475 days. Oh, no, that sums up my life 50% uh, of the time. Then, I, it, you know, I mean, I doesn't matter how many melatonin I take, I could be up for hours. So. I would say on average, between the time of my head hitting the pillow and me putting the phone down. Don't, don't, no, I'm going to stop. Don't make me hate you. Don't like do it. negative 20 minutes or something. No, no. Yeah, no, that, that, I'm always reading something or watching some video or doing something stupid, like. At least until 30 minutes past my bedtime. Minimum. You're on Eastern Standard Time, right? That's right. Okay, well, it's 6.30. Guess what? I'm two minutes in to my sleepy time routine. How are you already starting your sleepy time routine? <laughs> I haven't even thought about... I haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> uh, well, dinner is my sleep time foreplay. Because when I eat, I'm tired afterwards. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, dinner is a full-on pleasure act. That is not a nighttime, like, that is not a nighttime, uh, uh, sleepy time, getting ready thing. No, I, if, when I'm getting no. dinner, I get worked up with it. I, like, saute the mushrooms and, uh, slice the garlic with the onion and julienne the carrot. Like, no, that is a, that is not putting me to sleep. First I'm off. looking at food like, are you going to knock me out? Nah, food ain't going to knock me out. It's going to get me going. <laughs> <laughs> Sky is chiming in here saying dinner at six, bed at eight, and then she's up at five for work. On average, it's about dinner at seven, uh, go running at 730, in bed by nine, asleep anywhere between midnight and two and up by five. Okay, so... I eat, well, first of all, I, I call it supper because I'm a, I'm an islander and mm. we, we eat supper like sometimes at nine, nine thirty at night. How, how do you go so late? Because I always wake up in the middle of the night starving. I don't know if it's like my blood pressure or like blood insulin, sugar insulin or what's going on. But I have to eat late at night. If I don't, I wake up and then I'm like stumbling to the kitchen to grab a protein bar, passing out. See, there has been a lot of talk recently as far as uh, if we're, if we're you know, we are still on the topic of benefits and health benefits and nighttime rituals. The idea of like intermittent fasting, which I am personally very against. Um, I do not <laughs> like the idea of intermittent fasting because I wasn't a, expecting you to be like so aggressive. <laughs> like, I, like, I it, am it, you're, you're literally starving yourself, but that's not the that's not where we're at right now. Um, <laughs> that's another episode. That could be a completely another episode. Um, but 
if you the idea is that you do not eat within uh i forget exactly how much time it's like two hours or something but you generally do not eat after nine o'clock if you're typically going to be waking up at about five or six because you want to keep that 12 hour window where your body is in a mostly uh, hibernation state and you're not doing much you're not burning much you don't increase calorie consumption to increase any metabolism, which makes a rougher night. You don't cre increase any, like, um, uh, you're not digesting anything while you're sleeping so that you're not, tr you know, getting a rough sleep during the night. But also, your body has a fresh start in the morning by having that technical intermittent fasting of around 12 hours. No, I wouldn't be able to do it. I got, I got things to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what fingernails are for uh <laughs> <laughs> i got things to worry about like it wouldn't work for me because i i have i have a basket of snacks next to my bed because i wake up that often Starf i feel like that's fix number one what intermittent fasting no just get rid of the basket but then i wait then I, but then i have to wake up my partner and he has to go get me snacks first off that that's a that's a deal you've worked out because there's <laughs> that would be impossible it would be impossible for my partner to be able to wake me up in the middle of the night and say like hey patrick can can you go get me some snacks but hey, if a they wake if they can wake me up b ain't gonna happen okay let me let me just let me give you a little glimpse into the reality of <laughs> Of, of I guess living with me, but also my life. Here you have here you have a person. No, it's it's actually it's not funny, but it's funny. Here you have a person, aka me. I'm the person, and before I go to sleep at night, I take sedatives. Okay, I take sedatives, and they knock me out. Okay. So then, when I wake up at like two, three in the morning, starving, and I can't sleep, I actually can't get out of bed because I'm so sedated. <laughs> But I'm hungry and I can't sleep. And so it's this awful cycle where I'm just laying in my dead body. I can't move. Oh I can't do anything. I'm starving. And I have to like somehow wake up my partner and I just say, please go get me a protein bar. Like I can't get up. So this is our life in this. And then and, and we're still together. And this is the reality. So I have to ask you, what does your paral sleep paralysis demon look like? Yeah. <laughs> It's an old hag, and she sits on my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have a notorious problem of waking up in the middle of the night and then having a hard time going back to sleep. Oh yeah, that's thanks. Um, this this episode is sponsored by PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have some I have some bad news for you. Um, and this is actually something that I have used in the past because I used to have that same problem where I would you know. Uh, right around when I was about 19 through 22, I had a really hard time of actually getting a solid night's sleep and getting a proper sleep through the night. I would go to bed at like 10, wake up at 12, go to bed at 12.30, wake up at 1, and I would be on and off for 30 minutes at a time, and it was awful. It was terrible. I always woke up, bags under my eyes, get to work late, it was just rough. But if you wake up in the middle of the night, you want to uh, get around and like move for a bit, and that sounds really? counterintuitive. Yeah. So, 
if the best thing that you can do is you can actually like get up, go to a different room, walk around a little bit. It doesn't have to be in paces or in circles or anything. Personally, I almost like wore a circle in the apartment rug that I lived in during that time. And there was like a track around the outside. Your neighbor sees glances in your window and sees you chasing every single night. That's my nighttime <laughs> ritual. Circle around the pentagram. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, it to get out of the bed and actually move around a little bit. It doesn't have to be high intensity. It doesn't have to be anything like that. But go to a different room, move around a little bit, go back, lay down, and you can go back to sleep almost like that. So you're so cause you keep so that you have your bedroom associated with sleep. Yes. Like your dedicated sleep. Yes. And, and it's all about being consistent. You know, they say that you should go to bed at the same time each night, get up in the morning, even on weekends and when it's vacation. Make sure your bedroom is quiet and dark and relaxing and a comfortable temperature. But doesn't that just seem like a lot? We have stuff going on. It does. And at the same time, I'm always wanting to know, uh, like, what's going on now especially nowadays where you can like update hey what's going on now oh this person said this dumb thing what's going on now oh this person did this dumb thing so while i agree it is important to have that nighttime ritual of like okay i do this then i do this then i do this then i'm asleep but notice i said i do like three things not i do this i take my hork tranquilizer i take um uh, uh two cups of tea i take this i do this i do that that this that this that these other things and then i go to sleep and then here i am at like starting at five i start i start you know i go into the bathroom i look in the mirror we're gonna sleep tonight yeah we're gonna sleep tonight hype yourself up for sleep i start my nighttime sleep ritual at two in the afternoon by screaming in nice the mirror talk. let's get some sleep Everybody in a circle, let's go. Just me and like my other hand. One, two, three, sleep. And then we part and then we continue working for the the rest of the day. And then I take a shower and then I cry. And you know, like foreshadowing, there might be some screaming. (laughs) Very important. But, you know, I think especially for people who, who, you know, like live with chronic illness or mental health disorders like sleep is so important and I think that's that's why I was so interested in hearing more about your sleep routine and what people are doing because I'm always looking for ways to switch it up I'm actually really really curious at what our like what our listeners do so anyone listening like comment comment tell us what what your sleep routine looks like and I will personally write a letter of recommendation to the sleep board uh, or to the sleep study board for anyone who says that their sleep routine starts with a cup of coffee and ends with a Red Bull. No. I know. Uh, now, granted, they are military, so that might explain it. Uh, well, one's <laughs> military, one's night shift. So their nighttime ritual is consistently... Uh, present with a cup of coffee i don't get it so i wouldn't know their explanation and there is some medical truth in here that caffeine helps you focus and so what they do is they will drink a cup of coffee and then focus on the most boring thing they can think of and they become hyper focused when the caffeine hits them so they focus on that boring thing and then just out like a light I mean, I'll try it. I'll risk it all. 
I wouldn't want to though, because like that sounds like that sounds like a a bad. Listen, they're not healthy people. First off, I should warn you now, they are not the healthiest people. Why? Not to not to because put they're them drinking on coffee blast. before bedtime. No, let I won't put someone on blast on on like uh, international internet podcast, but. Let's just say that coffee at night is not the most unhealthy thing that they do. Well, Sky says otherwise, bud. No coffee past five to six. Herbal teas, but not water? Okay, well, maybe that's my mistake because I wake up every single night, gotta go pee. Although she also includes this uh, next fact as far as what Sky's nighttime um, routine is that I have to agree with because it affects me personally whenever this happens to me no angry video gaming two hours before bed that's no league of legends mm-hmm. no counter-strike go no uh uh, uh <laughs> i can't think of anything else that makes me really angry at this moment because those two games have what i've been binging recently and those make me very intermittent mad. fasting no fasting intermittent fasting oh please makes no you... intermittent fasting <laughs> Mentally playing out the next day to reduce anxiety. Absolutely. Every now, single minute. Now, there is one benefit that I don't know if I consider it a nighttime ritual, but it's just a practice that I have gotten into. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as my profession, I am a music teacher. And one of the things that music teachers have to know how to do, whether they teach choir, whether they teach uh, wind instruments, or heck, even piano, is breathing exercises this is something that's so crucially important to what we do but it also helps you sleep you know and maybe maybe this is for another episode too but i always thought breathing was like bullshit until (laughs) i (laughs) (laughs) you said you felt attacked earlier i feel attacked like breathing for you know for meditation or for reducing anxiety for mental health for well-being all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. everyone always will just breathe like breathing 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 it never worked for me and i thought that it was the biggest load of bullshit until i come to find out that i was actually breathing incorrectly yeah oh no trust me i find so many people who are breathing wrong and they'll look at me and say patrick how do you know i'm breathing wrong first off you're lifting your shoulders stop that cut that out second breathe from your diaphragm you want to breathe from that gut baby you want to believe (laughs) there is a line from From that gut baby down and then breathe in and out yeah diaphragmatic breathing Yes, oh, talk all those breathing dirty words to me, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh, yes, man, it is all about the breathing. And honestly, I have, I have heard of uh, other, I guess, other podcasts that actually train you to do this as well. And it's that, oh shoot, what's it called? Um, healthy minds, better minds. It's the it's the ads that you always see with the British dude. I want you to take a deep breath in. Yo, my goodness. It, yeah, it, um, calm. Is that what it? Calm. Yeah. yeah. They and focus then, oh, on breathing And then exercises. Harry Styles. Harry Styles did one. Oh, so oh. nice. Yes. Again, breathe from that gut, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, it, it's true. And then people say, what do you mean I'm breathing wrong? Like, breathing you're wrong. an idiot. Like, but, but it's a thing. 
Okay, huge so thing. Here is a quick way for our listeners, uh, dear listener, if you want to know if you're breathing wrong, what you need to do is sit back in your chair and you just uh, not lean back. You don't want to lean all the way back in that chair. No, you just want to lean back in your chair and sit straight up. And as you do this, you have to make sure your back is, for the proper music term or for the proper breathing term, that your back is fully erect. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take a deep breath in and you do not want your shoulders to move. And then you hold that for about four seconds and then you release all of that air until it's completely gone. When all of that air is completely gone, then you repeat that process. Again, shoulders are not allowed to move at all. It's all about your gut expanding. I don't care if you want to fit into those size 32 jeans anymore. It ain't going to happen with these. Let that gut expand. You want to get that pooch out on the front. And then keep that process going. It works like a charm every time. And there you go. This episode, Patrick teaching you how to breathe. Guys, <laughs> it means so much that you tuned in again this week as we all become a little less dumb together. Please come over and say hi on my Instagram. You could find me at Karen Ender and be sure to check out my Patreon to take your first steps towards self-advocacy and also more breathing techniques. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of I Believe in You, A Dummy's Guide to Knowledge. Uh, I would offer to put up my socials, but I'm currently wrestling with the fact that I was called a discount Ryan Reynolds mixed with the Walmart brand Chris Pratt, so Ouch. I will leave the rest of that to Karen. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week on the next episode. See you next week, where we talk about space and space exploration. Pew, 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 Star Wars, Star Trek, but real. <laughs> <laughs>